Welcome to the PA Sprint Series podcast. We talk about race saver sprint cars and showcase the drivers, teams, and history of the most competitive sprint car series in the country. I'm Rod Ort, Series Director, and I'm joined by Stephanie Dodson, former driver and current announcer for the series. We're also joined by Frank Berman this week, who is a writer for the series. Coming up on the show, we'll review last week's winners and the neighboring series. We'll highlight some PA Sprint Series drivers and talk with driver Nitro Nick Swigert of Myerstown, PA. Welcome to the show. Okay, Stephanie, what's going on? We're at the portion of our show where we like to recap what's happened the past few weeks. And joining Rod and I tonight is also Frank Berman, who writes articles and takes pictures for the PA Sprint Series. Uh, Frank, thanks for joining us tonight. Glad to be aboard, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. And uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk about some of the other series. And this week, just to give everybody an idea of what's going on, we will uh, take a look not only at the other race saver regions around us that we usually talk about, but also uh, everywhere else in the country. Yeah, I'm so glad that um, you took on that we could share the responsibility of some of this research. And I know you really tend to enjoy the research. So Frank was kind of our researcher for finding what's going on in the rest of the country. So Frank, why don't you tell us what you found? Okay, well, we'll start with our closest neighbors with Laurel Highlands. Uh, Laurel Highlands had a race this past Friday night at Clinton County Speedway. That was the season opener for Clinton County. And with the new track operators this year, it looks like Laurel Highlands will be running there just about every other Friday night. So this was the first of a number of races there. And Dale Schweikert was the winner of that race, and he came in just ahead of his own son, Dakota, who finished in second place. Well, we can move a little farther west after that to the Allegheny Sprint Tour. Uh, they are still trying to open the season at what essentially is their home track, Michael's Mercer Raceway. Uh, they were rained out this past Saturday night. They are scheduled at the moment to return to Mercer on July the 18th, and that would be unless they try to do a makeup before then. I want to move over to the east, the Mid-Atlantic Sprint Series, and, and Mass, you know, has New Jersey tracks as kind of its home territory, and New Jersey has not yet allowed tracks to open. That's supposed to change this weekend, as it is in a lot of parts of the country. Uh, Mass had a practice date at New Egypt Speedway on Wednesday night, and at the moment they are scheduled to open their season in New Egypt on July the 11th. And of course, in the meantime, we're seeing some mass drivers coming over and running with us. Yeah, we yeah we've had a few trickling here and there. Yeah, I talked to Eddie Wagner on Saturday night, and um, we're hoping maybe to get them on next week prior to their opening. Well, good. Well, going down south, another state that's been a little slower opening is Virginia, and apparently this weekend is the weekend the tracks in Virginia can open with fans. So the Virginia Sprint Series plans to run Saturday night, July 4th, at Larry King Law's Langley Speedway in Hampton. That'll be their first race in Virginia. Of course, they run a race at Dixieland in North Carolina and one at Hagerstown up here in Maryland. And as you know from talking to him last week, Dylan Schatzer won both of those races. The Carolina Sprint Tour has had a couple more races than some of the other groups. 
you covered last week that they ran at uh, Harris Speedway down there. They'd also run at Carolina Speedway in Gastonia a uh, weekend before last now. Uh, they were supposed to run at Lakeview Speedway in, in South Carolina this past weekend, but that race was canceled due to what the tour called unforeseen circumstances. Well, you're ready to take a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> Are we heading out west? Well, let's see. I've got these in absolutely no particular order. It's just the order they came up, really. Uh, but we'll start with the Southern United Sprints, who were in mostly Texas, uh, Eastern Texas, I guess. Uh, they didn't run this past weekend, but they do have a race coming up on July 4th at a place called 105 Speedway in Cle Cleveland, Texas. Uh, there is also the Texas Sprint Series. I think that's the larger of the two groups down there. Uh, they didn't have a race this past weekend either, uh, but going back a week to June 20th, they were at 82 Speedway in Petty, Texas, and... Uh, Chad Wilson took the feature win over Chase Brewer and Austin Sanders. And uh, what I caught my attention was that Sanders was disqualified at the track for having an illegal rotor on his car. Uh, the series officials took the rotor with him and had a further inspection done and determined that it was legal. So he got his finish back. And hmm. This Friday night, they are running at uh, Boyd Speedway in Boyd, Texas. Wow. Yeah, move up the road to Oklahoma, the neighbors. Uh, they ran this past weekend at Red Dirt Raceway in Meeker, Oklahoma. Danny Wood was the winner of the Mike Peters Freedom 40. Uh, kind of moved back to, in our direction a little bit. The Indiana Race Saver Sprints, uh, had their first two races were scheduled at Brownstown Speedway in Indiana, and they did get the June 20th race in uh, Ethan Barrow was the winner, and uh, by the way, Justin Clark, who ran with us once last year, uh, finished sixth in that race. They were supposed to have run at Brownstown this past weekend, and that one was rained out. So they'll be back in action on July 4th at Lincoln Park Speedway, and they will be running with a program of USAC sprints and midgets there. Sounds like a good show. Yeah, that would be one worth traveling for. The Ohio Thunder Series also lost one to bad weather this weekend. They were supposed to have been at 35 Raceway Park in Frankfurt, Ohio, uh, but they will be going back there this coming weekend and trying to run again on Saturday, July the 4th. Moving out west again a little bit, the Sprint Series of Nebraska has not run any races so far. They're scheduled to start up this weekend also with a race, actually start off on Thursday night, with a race at the 30 speed, US 30 Speedway in Columbus, Nebraska, and Friday night at the US 36 Speedway in Missouri. Now, this is the one I got more, the most information for, the United Rebel Sprint Series, which is a Midwest group to be headquartered in Kansas, although they cover several states. Uh, they were racing this past weekend at Thomas County Speedway in Colby, Kansas, and that was on Saturday night. And last night at Wakini Speedway, uh, Zach Blurton from Quinter, Kansas, was the winner both nights. He became the first repeat winner of the season with the Saturday night win, and so obviously the first three-time winner as of Sunday night. Uh, he won on Saturday over Ty Williams and Shane Sunquist, and then he finished ahead of Blake Robertson and Ty Williams again. 
This coming weekend, the United Rail Series had three races scheduled, but the Friday night show at the Belleville High Banks in Illinois has been canceled due to COVID-19 concerns. Uh, leaving a race on Thursday night at Dodge City Raceway and Saturday night at Jefferson County Speedway in Fairbury, Nebraska. And they say the Jefferson County race is the first time sprint cars have ever run on that racetrack. So if you want to be part of history, head out to Fairbury. The race starts at 7 o'clock Saturday night. And if you want to watch the uh, United Rebel Sprint Series, there's a nice video on YouTube of their race from June the 7th at 81 Speedway in Park City, Kansas. It kind of shows some good racing, and it also shows how much flatter the land is out there than anywhere you'll see a racetrack around here. The uh, Western IMCA Race Saver Sprint Series, this is the California group. They were at Keller Auto Speedway in Hanford, California, two weekends ago. And the winner was Blake Robertson, the guy we just mentioned, running in Kansas. So in consecutive weekends, this guy drove at races 1,400 miles apart, which is some pretty good dedication, seems to me. Or either that or a guy that likes to see a median strip. Because <laughs> that's a lot of traveling. In California, he won the race over Grant Champlin and Cole Darnell. And the Western IMCA series had a race this past Saturday scheduled at Merced, California Speedway, but the state would not let them race with fans in the stands yet. So their next race scheduled is July 18th at Bakersfield. The uh, last group that I have is the Minnesota IMCA Race Savers Prince Series. They've not begun the season yet. Uh, they have a race scheduled for July the 10th at the Jackson Motorplex and the 11th at Arlington Raceway, which are those located in the Minnesota community of the same name. I also took a look at the points, uh, which does not do not include last weekend's races. And of course, the you know the IMCA points early in the season kind of reflect which areas have been able to get racing more so than. Uh, than who's doing well, but uh, our own Garrett Bard is ranked fifth in the standings at this point. He's the only pass driver who's in the top 10. Uh, Tyler Druck of Eagle, Nebraska is the national point leader early in the going. And we do have three other pass regulars in the top 20, and they are Larry McVeigh, John Walt, and Kyle Keen. So, getting some people in there, and again, you know, there's there's a lot of season yet to go, so we'll see how the yeah, it all comes down to numbers um, early on there, who, who can get the most races, but, um, you know, definitely surfacing some good finishes and, um, and, get, and racking up some races. Now we'll have two more to add, so. Yeah, and you saw, I mean, some of these, a lot of these groups, the race saver groups around the country haven't started racing at all yet, so. Yeah. We've been kind of fortunate. I would say Pass is probably one of the three or four groups around the country that's run the most races so far. Yeah. It's interesting right, to hear all the different series. I didn't even know some of them were out there. So thanks for that update, Frank. Glad yeah, to do it. And we'll, you know, we'll come back and cover them again. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, uh, you know, if we'll do, we'll have time to do as much detail every week, but it uh, was definitely interesting to, to get a, uh, a 
view into the the rest of the country and and um, what what's happening, what's coming up. So great job on uh, collecting that information for us. So my pleasure. Maybe we'll get to know some of those drivers across the country a little bit better. And here in um, Pennsylvania this weekend, we were fortunate with the weather to actually get our our races in. Um, so Saturday at BAPS Motor Speedway, we ran and John Walp won that event. And then Saturday, or sorry, Sunday at Sealands Grove, uh, we had a repeat winner of this season, Nitro Nick Swaggart won. And some, we'll have Nick on later in the show, but some other highlights from this weekend, in addition to our winners, uh, Ian Detweiler, he returned to racing uh, for the first time on Saturday at BAPS. It was his first time in over a year because uh, his dad was having some health issues and it was great to have him back. And he capitalized on that and uh, was the hard charger coming from 21st up to 13th. So that was great to see. And his dad was in attendance as well. Um, yeah, good to see them. Yeah. Then uh, Dominic Moller, um, he kind of goes back and forth between the PA Sprint Series and Mid-Atlantic, um, but he's been running with us so far this season. And he had a sixth place finish uh, this weekend, which was one of his better finishes uh, throughout the past year. Uh, Derek Houck, uh, what is was a rookie at the end of last year from go-karts at Seals Grove. And um, he's had four straight top tens with us here in PA, PA Sprint Series. Uh, Aaron Statler, one of our female runners, uh, she's got her third heat race win in three weeks with us. So she's off to a strong start. Yeah, Aaron is on fire. I mean, yes, she uh, is. She's she determined. And she's finished in the top 10 in every one of those features that yeah. you want to heat race. Yeah, too. she's hanging in there well, yeah. That's true, yeah. Um, Devin Adams, uh, I always announce that he was one of those who was a hard charger lots of times last year. Uh, this past weekend, he was awarded for it at Sealands Grove uh, with a new right rear tire, compliments of Hoosier Tire Mid-Atlantic for going from 17th up to 8th. Um, so they they were having some issues just finishing a race, and he was able to now be the hard charger. Um, another uh, good run by a female driver, Cassidy Kreitz, had her career best of second in a regular A-Main event at Seals Grove. So strong run for her. Well, and, and uh, a special note on that, um, Donnie Kreitz uh, stayed home, and uh, Lance DeWeese was the crew chief on the car that night. They pull out a second spot. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be controversial here, but a uh, real strong run by, by Cassidy with a different crew chief. Um, you know, what, what's going on there? She's got the dream team, you know. She switches from one dream team to the next, right? Yeah, for real. Wow, she has the best of both worlds. I, I didn't even realize that was the case. Yeah, somebody in the pits uh, pointed that out afterwards, and uh, – you know, it's great that uh, it's great that they they all pitch in there, and uh, you know, a little little jab at old Donnie there. At uh, you know, uh, Lance uh, Lance helps uh, pull out a, a good one, but she's she is doing a great job. She really um, ran strong with Nick in the heat race, and really gave him a run there for a little while in the feature as well. Well, plus she already had a fourth place finish at Seals Grove earlier this year, so she seems to be a strong runner there. Yeah, I'm thinking, uh, you know, we're, we're working up to a conversation with Cassidy one of these weeks, I'm hoping. Yeah. 
And um, so then another female to note is Cassandra Minium um, in the B main was involved in a uh, bad accident and was checked by the ambulance and then taken by her family member to the hospital. And um, it was determined that she split her knee in half and is requiring surgery. So, you know, we send our thoughts out to Cassandra, who will obviously be taking a break from driving for a while. Yeah, really tough break there. I mean, Cassandra showed a lot of improvement over last season, was really running strong. Um, just an unfortunate kind of a racing deal. And then to have the, 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 the compound of, a you know, getting into that track opening at the rear, uh, you know, at, on the back stretch. But uh, fortunately, uh, uh, Salem Scrub doing a, a lot of renovations over the winter in that regard and had uh, water barrels and things there. So that that would have been a whole lot worse. Um, you know, it ended her season, but, um, you know, uh, it definitely could have been worse. So we're, we're definitely happy that, you know, she's doing, you know, doing okay um, uh, and uh, look forward to seeing her next year. Absolutely. And so she just joined forces actually with uh, Racer X Motorsports, whose driver Nick Swagger picked up the win uh, Sunday at Seals Grove. So let's go talk to him. Okay, dope. This week's driver interview, we have Nitro Nick Swaggart out of Myerstown. Nitro, welcome to the show. Thank you. So, Nick, you had, um, you're off to a great start in just this short season, already two wins. Um, and yet, yeah, in between there, you had not such a great showing, but you bounced right back. Tell us about your recent couple weeks. Um, we're not really doing anything differently this year than we have been years previous. Uh, the only thing that's really changed that's notable here is we're doing a little better on pill draws. So I think, <laughs> I think that's helping us out in the wind column there a little bit. And uh, the crew, they've been keeping good notes. So we have a little bit better structure to build from when we start the night. Uh, our kind of rough patches there throughout, you know, the good nights have, you know, they've been learning experiences the first night. Uh, out we had a good run and we had some engine issues which we didn't realize that when you buy new heads you should probably replace the hardware in them so that was a learning curve and then uh, we had a good run again the next weekend at Seals Grove uh, pretty good hard charge from 14th to 3rd and then we got a little excited at Port Royal and uh, <laughs> I kind of drove in over my head a little bit and probably put the car somewhere I shouldn't have so uh, we ended up you know wadding the car up that night and then I'm not sure. I think we came back the next week and won at Port then. Yes, you did. You wanted to, you said you wanted to make up for it on Facebook. Said you yeah. had to make up for getting in the fence. Yeah, so, uh, and then on bats, we really struggled. Just everything was right, just not handling real well. So we really struggled there and then kind of rebounded again on Sunday and, and got a good starting spot and was able to pick up the win again. Yeah, I think I think Saturday especially was was kind of a frustrating track. I mean, it was some frustration all around, but pretty hard for for anybody to to move forward. It was a couple of grooves, but um, yeah, definitely looking at you know what what's going on so far, a little up and down. Yeah, absolutely. Nick, I I always feel like as the cushion gets higher, um, the more of a threat you become. Um, so much so, though, that your history at BAPS has found you actually stuck in the catch fence. Um, 
right? Last year. Um, yes. And you, um, you also, but yet, so BAPS is a weird one because didn't your very first win come at BAPS? It did. Yes. Yeah. And so it was like, um, I was looking at your, your racing history with PA Spring Series. And in 2017, your rookie season, you only had like seven races under your belt and you weren't even in the top 10. And then you came yeah. back and you all of a sudden won out of nowhere at that. Right. What was that like? Um, it was quite a confidence builder. We actually went to Port Royal for the first time the week before that. And we uh, led a couple laps. And unfortunately, again, I stuck it in the fence there, too. Uh, so I seem to have a common denominator there with finding the wall or the fence. But uh, uh, it built some confidence you know, going to a bigger track, carrying some speed that we were able to kind of pull back in to go to BAPS there. And then that weekend ended up being a track where it really wasn't tight along the bottom. You were able to kind of run through the middle that night. Mm-hmm. And uh, once again, I had a good pill. I think I started on the pole that night. And uh, it just went our way, and we were really confident in what we could build from there on. Right. So then, and then 2018, you went wingless, but then last year, you guys found something again. And um, I think you had four wins last year. Uh, And that's when you also had that, you made, you got national attention on Wing Nation with your death-defying move of the week at... Port Royal with the Keystone Resaver Challenge. Mm-hmm. Picked up that win. Um, seems like something in the team just gelled last year. Yeah, um, I think it was three wins last year, unless okay. I'm missing one. Um, but yeah, we just last year seemed to click for us. And ironically enough, once again, I'm pretty sure I stuck it in the wall like the first or second week out, and we actually kind of had a little bit of a tweak in the car. And it, it seemed to work from then on. Like, that little bit of a bend in the car made a, a big difference for some reason. And uh, it was easier to put a setup in the car, and it just liked it, and it worked. And we didn't have any luck with pill draws last year. Last year, I was just driving my butt off trying to get to the front, it seemed like. And, uh, you know, the Keystone Race Day Challenge, that was really unique, not just for me, but it seemed like for everyone involved there that night. It was pretty special then, you know, Monday or Tuesday to – see your you know, wing nation and, and get that recognition, uh, recognition as a whole group, not only as myself, but right. uh, it was pretty special to just be in the moment and be a part of it. Yeah. That yeah. whole evening was really cool. I mean, um, you know, you guys are in, uh, on the podium, you know, um, cutting it up and, and having a, a good time. Um, and then we had a real good race with the, the founders cup with Cassidy and, uh, and Drew Ritchie, um, and it, it feels like, you know, a lot of those moments would be hard to, to you know, duplicate in the future, but well, also, it's always a great race. Yeah, and also there was stuff not involved in the race. I, I know, Nick, you had, like, a special fan moment that night, I believe. Yeah, um, what's kind of special about Keystone, uh, that race, is that the top 12 drivers actually get to go up into the stands and uh, redraw for their position, and then – I'm not sure if it's like a soccer ball or something these guys have with our car numbers on. Yeah, we get from Paris Heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we get to toss up into the stands, and then um, if you know whoever catches the ball, if that person's lucky enough to catch the winning driver's ball, then they win a, a prize. I think last year was a TV. And uh, yeah, we just you know you never know what to expect. Everyone seems to rush you when you when you get that ball and you're walking down through the all the fans and stuff. 
And I had a gentleman approach me and, and say, hey, he had, his, I think it was his, his niece, I believe, at the time. or I'm, I'm not sure what it, exactly it was in relation to him, but he said that she was um, blind and that she would really like the ball. And, you know, the first thing you think of is someone playing you to try and get the ball. And then um, I was able to see her, and he's like, I'll oh, just throw it up. His, her mom will catch it. I was like, oh, I can just walk it up. He's like, no, no, throw it up. So I threw it up, and I completely missed her. And someone else caught the ball, and I was, like, real devastated that, you know, I sucked at throwing. I should just stick to driving, I guess. So uh, we went back to the pits, and I got, I think, a T-shirt and um, some hero cards and some stickers and stuff, and I went back out and actually met her then. And still to this day, I think she sent me a birthday card. Oh, wow. Uh, over the winter and you know we still chat back and forth on Facebook but what was really unique was then come find out when we were in victory lane that that person had given her the ball back and oh. uh, she was able to uh, win the tv which actually had voice activation to it okay so you can actually talk to the tv and and um, hear it and that kind of stuff I guess she's not totally blind so she can still make yeah. out figures and shapes and stuff like that but it was just really cool how that whole situation kind of played out there. Yeah, that is a really neat story. I didn't really know all of that. Yeah, um, I think I, th I thought, and that's just another thing that really added to that to that evening. You know, we we try with the Keystone Race to to be you know fan inclusive. You know, our, our, we you know our purse. We try to cover everybody. We try to do um, you know long distance towing and and make sure that everybody gets gets some money out of that. And then we also try to include the, the fans in that situation. And, and we, so we've done that TV or some kind of prize each year. Um, and uh, that was really a, a neat story of how that worked out. Yeah, it was pretty special. That's something I, I, as a driver, like to do almost every week is at least make a presence up throughout the fans and uh, at least thank everyone for coming out because if it wasn't for them, then we really wouldn't have any reason to be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do a nice job of that in Victory Lane, thanking everybody for being there. Um, so I can't get over your past comment about how when you stuff it in the fence and the car works better. So I guess that's the secret for people who are having trouble setting up a car. They could just hit the hit the wall one time and they'll be good to go. So it sounds like um, so that also sounds expensive to me though. So. Um, you know, how does that all work? I know you're part of um, Racer X Motorsports and that rig is like a showroom quality rig. And I know you guys are uh, even it's getting Facebook attention now. Um, mm -hmm. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Racer X Motorsports and her, your rig Facebook competition, I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, so Racer X Motorsports was created um, through Randy Kaler and it's out of Mannheim, PA. Um, this is my fourth year with the team. Um, I can't give you all the statistics and details as to what their stats and stuff are through Randy. Um, but as myself, now I'm the driver, Randy's the owner. Um, me and my dad, we own the cars, Randy owns motors, shocks, and then the hauler. Okay. And, um, basically we try and run our whole program off of sponsorship money so that hopefully no one has to put too much out of pocket expense to go run races. Uh, my crew chief is Jerry Knoll, who was actually Randy's crew chief the last couple of years for him. Um, his brother, is Jesse Knoll, is our car chief. 
And then we have um, a new guy, Sean Roth, who's doing our tires for us. Uh, Jimmy Volker does all of our engines and rear ends. So we do all that in house to try and lower our costs a little bit when we have engine issues or rear end issues. Uh, Steve Probst, he does all the, you know, hands-on stuff with the car, whatever needs done throughout the week. And then he also drives the hauler back and forth. Uh, Marlon Schwenger, uh, we have a pretty cool pit mule that we have that is, it's actually out of commission right now, but oh no, soon, uh, he usually drives that for us. And then, um, like I said, my mom and dad, they come every week, they make food and we don't, I mean, it's always like a buffet in the trailer. Wow. And, uh, Rod, I know where I'm stopping next week. Well, geez, I mean, there's, there's so many buffets down through the pits anymore. There's so many things at the stands. Well, Nick, you, you touched on a couple of things that, that I think are really important. You know, um, you don't have the statistics, but I can tell you that, you know, Randy has been has a deep heritage with the with pass and the racing field. Um, you know, one of the things that we struggle with over the years is, uh, well, you know, you're bringing us a big rig to race for $300, you know, and, and we've always said, well, you know, Randy's in the business of making big rigs look nice, you know, and that's, that's his deal. Um, and he's always, he's always respected, uh, you know, the race saver, the rules, you know, the way, uh, the way we run and, and, you know, some people, you know, do you need to feel embarrassed that you're running for three hundred fifty dollars? It's it's uh, it's kind of ridiculous um, when you know you think about uh, you know if you just had more and more money, what would happen? Uh, in in this case, you know you're you're doing what we're expecting you to do is be competitive, um, you know, communicate well and get sponsors, you know. Um, use use the uh, the the economy of our division and the competitiveness of the division, uh, where you can win races and get some recognition and pick up sponsors, treat them well, and and put on a professional appearance on a weekly basis without breaking the budget. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we feel that it's really important not only um, for us to to look professional, but for everyone to look professional because it only attracts more attention when when you can show somebody hey look here's here the guys coming in you know their equipment's clean they run clean they put on a good show each and every week it makes people you know kind of respect the series a little bit more yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah um and we appreciate uh that representation and i just i'm i'm impressed like you're you know some people are struggling to get help at the races and you just rattled off uh, an incredible uh, lineup of, I mean, you pretty much have like a football team as a, yeah. as a racing team. Uh, that's really impressive. And it sounds like it's a well-oiled operation though. And especially with how you can rattle off your sponsors insanely fast victory lane, it's impressive as well. I, I should really slow it down because I keep forgetting <laughs> three or four and it's always a different three or four, but um, you know, it's, it's one of those things growing up, you wish you had sponsors to rattle off. And I wasn't always fortunate enough to have sponsorship. Um, that really didn't come about. So I was given the opportunity to run a sprint car. So um, I try and do the best job I can with my sponsorships only because I appreciate the ones I have and I know how hard they are to come by. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, I think you really, uh, you know, you really appreciate the environment that, that we're working with, obviously. And, 
and and hopefully um, other people see this and it helps to elevate you know the race saver in general to, to prove that um, this isn't you know this isn't just racing for 350 bucks this is real competitive racing um, and I and I need to you know touch again on uh, you know Randy Kaler and and uh, our respect to him and his operation and um, the fact that he's even helping out some some other teams including uh, Cassandra who who got uh, got injured this week in a crash and and you know we're all we're all thinking of her uh, ended her season but you know um, there's a couple of teams there that that Randy's helping out with the Racer X Motorsports and. Um, it's it's good to see Randy supporting one of our many ladies in, in the series. Yeah, I think it's a goal of his to get as many involved with the sport as we can, just to to keep it alive and uh, keep it interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, great. So, what's the plans for the rest of the season? Uh, we'd like to win a couple more. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Are you changing uh, the championship or something? I'm, the way our season kind of laid out, I don't think we're going to have enough races in to be competitive for the um, PA title or national title, um, especially with having three bad races already this season. Um, we're going to try BAPS again. I guess they have a race up in August. I guess actually we have Sealance Grove first, yeah. Port Royal, and then BAPS. Basically, we're going to do all Sealance Grove, all Port Royal. We're going to try BAPS again. If we really can't figure it out, I don't know if we're going to go back anymore. Uh, just, I know this weekend we thought about running Lincoln, but it kind of made more sense for us to just take a weekend off. We usually like to pull the car apart and go through it about halfway mm -hmm. through our season. And we have a little bit of an oil leak going on with the motor, so we're going to pull that out. Just, It was a good weekend for us to take a weekend off kind of re-go over our equipment and then come back hard again for Seals Grove. Gotcha. Yeah, we like that teams don't feel the pressure, you know, with the way we, you know, do the points and things like that. A lot of times people will say, hey, I'm taking a weekend off. I'm sorry. And I say, you know, you're supposed to, you know, take some weeks. In fact, I, I'm, uh, I'm not going to be there this week. I'm going to be spending time with family, but the, the car is. So I'm going to try to watch on TV because almost any time that I'm not there, something horrific happens to our car. Don't say that, please. Break that curve <laughs> somehow. Maybe he'll win this this weekend. Yeah, that would right, be fine. break the cycle. I, yeah, I'll, uh, I, I'd be perfectly happy to watch him win on speech of TV. That's what I'm going to try. You know? <laughs> I like. I appreciate Nick's positivity. There we go. Well, Nick won't be there, so that's uh, that's one uh, one less tough one to beat, right? Yeah. Yep. Only there's only a hundred other ones, right? <laughs> that's that's what's really cool about Race Saver, though, is that we have so many cars. It's not like it's an easy show to make, and it's you have 50 cars show up, no one's a slouch. Like all 50 guys have the same opportunity to win every night. Yeah, it, it, I I oftentimes I'll look at the field and I'll and I'll think. Oh my God, you know, any of those, you know, they have one, you know, even if you look at the points now, we've had different winners and, and, um, you know, the, it's, it's still a mix because people are finishing all over the place. That's like something I try and tell even new fans or even existing fans of the sport. It's, you can go watch a 410 race where people are going to spend money to go get wins, or you can come watch a 305 race where it's going to be a talented driver and a good setup that wins the race because we're all so close. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely you can you can tell 
that it's the it's the driver. I mean, a lot of times, it, obviously, the, the pill draw and the track position are important, getting the clean air. But yep. um, you know, the 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 talent that it takes week in and week out, you, you can tell, um, you know, by the many different winners we have, the talent we have, that that's the part. The talent wins, um, you know. And um, it, it's way less related to the finance. I heard from numerous people on Sunday and, and previous races as well that they'd rather watch the 305s and the 410s only because we put on a better show because of the close racing. Hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, you have to recognize the 410s are a real popular division. It's exciting. And, and you know, but it, it's just at this point really kind of inconceivable for most Um and the fact that uh, we're we're putting on a good show, and uh, we have uh, teams and drivers like you uh, out there, it just uh, elevates all of us. Right. I, I always look at it as as long as I'm on the track, I don't care if I'm running dead last, about ready to go a lap down. As long as the fans are getting a good show, that's really all that matters. Yeah, they seem to be enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah especially when you go up there and interact with them, like you were mentioning. Right. Yeah. That's pretty unique. Uh, I wish more drivers would do it only because it, it really intrigues the fans and keeps them interested. And um, especially the new young fans, uh, numerous times you see them come back and they remember you or oh yeah, even if they don't remember you or whatever, you see them back in the stands, at least that's the important part. Yeah. I think sometimes it's hard with time. You know, lately we've been, especially with um, if our heat races are split up or, but it's nice when you can find the time to go up there for sure. Yeah, and yeah. if they want to meet us, they have to stick around to like 1 a.m. till we run. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, well and now we're, um, we have Angela helping out and she's been posting more videos on uh, PA Sprint Series Facebook. And so it's helping to get, you know, the names with the faces. And she's been doing um, some interviews pit side. So. Uh, that's hopefully will help connect some more fans. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, Nick. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we appreciate your time. It was a pleasure talking with you. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate you guys having me on here. Thanks. Yep. Thank you. It was really nice to uh, talk with Nitro Nick Swagger. That was a fun interview, and uh, it was neat that now Frank is going to be joining us and updating us on other race saver uh, divisions across the country. Yeah, it got a got a little bit long. I was uh, it was a great uh, great interview with Nick, and it was it was great to have Frank on. Um, hopefully, in the future, we get him on here to tell us what's happening across the country. So uh, I guess with that, uh, thanks for letting us come out to play.